So before we get started, I wanted to make an important programming announcement uh, for, well, I guess it's going to be Intentional Sounding State Your Case and every other Scavengers Network podcast that I'm on, in addition to every other Scavengers Network podcast, uh, none of us are going to be doing ad reads anymore. We're going to be replacing those with promos for other shows on the network so that we can bring people into the Scavengers Network family and and teach them about the awesome shows we do. So uh, if you haven't yet, now's the perfect time. Uh, We literally this week just brought on two new shows and we're thinking of bringing on more every single day. Uh, So if you were wondering what's going on with the ad reads, that's it. Uh, We're going to be doing ad reads for other shows. We're going to be plopping those in um, from now on. Uh, But for now, on with the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. This is the Draw Play Podcast, and I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio. With me, as always, uh, in between bouts of being a human popsicle, it's Sam Grezis. Yeah, uh, I I actually left the house once yesterday, and I haven't uh, for this whole kind of time so i don't know if people outside of chicago know this the scariest thing about this isn't that like we didn't actually set the record yeah it was bitter cold and like they were like don't open your mouth outside because that's dangerous because the air is so cold (laughs) yeah literally they were like limit talking and limit opening your mouth breathe through your nose um that's not that's not the scariest thing the scariest thing is that from uh Wednesday night to Monday afternoon, the temperature in Chicago will have swung 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. If you include wind chill, at least. Like, if you do real feel temperature, like, it was, it went, I believe, I don't know if it actually hit negative 50, but it was definitely at, like, negative 45, like, 48 on uh, Wednesday. And on Monday, the high is currently scheduled, even with rain, to be 50 degrees. Yeah. And then and then it's going to like, so, that's, and then it's going to be ridiculous. that weekend, I think, it's going to go back to like, single digits. Yikes. Yikes. Sam, on a scale of really fucking cold to what the fuck, how cold is it? That's the thing, like, I don't really know. I went outside to, like, to... I haven't been outside long enough to be miserable about it. So I'm just kind of enjoying being not quite snowed in, I guess frozen in. I, like, took out the trash and I checked the mail. And I was like, oh, this is just a very bitterly cold winter day. The nice thing is that it's at least been sunny. So, like, that's kind of cool. I, I appreciate that. Especially when I'm, like, locked in all day. I can at least look outside and see the sun. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's fucking, it's cold as hell, dude. It's, it's absolutely miserable. How, it, what is the coldest you've ever been? The coldest I've ever been? Uh, well, I was probably 20, I think it was 2014. And I did this again last night, um, except it didn't end this way. I went out 
in my pajamas um because i saw on facebook um that there was this thing you could do a science thing where if you get hot water or boiling water and you throw it into the air and it's cold enough it turns into snow it turns into vapor Yeah. yeah yeah vapor and snow it looks really pretty um so i wanted to do that uh and i went outside with my roommate um and and i did it and it worked really really well uh i didn't realize that i had locked the door behind me and (laughs) uh didn't have my keys so the 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 panic trying to get back into my apartment that time uh through the time where i actually got back into the complex was probably the coldest i had ever been um but it's also like I don't think I think the the times I've been the most cold are not the times where I have been bundled up like it hasn't been cold outside. Those aren't the times where I've been the most cold. I think mm. I think the coldest I can remember being it was I mean it was cold outside. I think it was like 40 degrees and rainy and I had to bike home from work. I think that yeah. is like I think it's yeah, like that is those miserable. Times, right? I I will vouch for that. That is absolutely a miserable experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yeah I that that is that is very specifically what I think of as way up there in terms of uh, the coldest I've ever been. What about you, Mister Hiker um, Man? Coldest I've ever been was at least that I can remember was. At in Rochester, New York, I would I, like early, kind of like early that probably freshman year ish. Maybe maybe it was um, later because I had to do the longer walk. Mm-hmm. But um, it was fairly warm during the day. And fairly warm in Rochester is forty in the winter. Like forty is that's a hot day in yeah. winter. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I used to really actually enjoy, like, the 35 to 50 range of weather because I'd Mm -hmm. still just wear hoodies. Yep. And I would just walk to class. And, like, you spend enough time up there, your blood gets thick. And, like, I I, I was literally the guy who was walking a mile to class through the snow and the wind. And I, I would get to class and I would, like, take my sunglasses off. And my friends would look at me and I'd, like... I'd have like the raccoon face from walking a mile and they'd be like, why do you do that? I'm like, ah, I enjoy it. You know, I just put my headphones on as long as my ears are covered and my hands are covered. Like I'm fine. Right. But yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like 40 degrees. So I went out in my hoodie mm-hmm. and I went to class and, and then I got sucked up with a friend after class. I went dinner. And then after that, uh, something came up for a project we were doing uh, for our class in the lab. So I went back to the lab, and by the time it was time for me to walk home, it was roughly uh, 11.30, and the temperature had dropped, like, 40 degrees. Oh, no. So it was... So it went from, like, 40 to nothing. Oh, but And all I had was, like, my hoodie... I did not plan it through. My friends had all taken off at that point, so I couldn't bum a ride. So I just, I went outside. And I'm like, ah, I'll make it. Mm-hmm. And I got like halfway home and I'm like, I am dying. And I couldn't run 
because it was all ice. It like it's just like all snow and ice, so you can't really run, and it's just harsh blowing right. winds. And I couldn't like get my hood up because if I put my hood up, it like the wind would still like cup into the uh, back of the hood and just pull it down. It was by the time I got home, I basically just went in immediately, just took a hot shower and just stood in there for a while. That's the coldest I remember being. Yikes! That well, so that is, I will say, that is one of the best experience. Well. It starts off bad. I'm I'm thinking about like the hot shower after being very bitterly cold. And you have to it's so it's tough. Like because there's that thing where you can't you want to jump into a hot shower when you're super you can't, cold. But you, you have can't to do that. You careful. will burn You have yourself. to be slow about it. Like when yeah. I turned on the shower, like I didn't have it blasting hot. I had it a little warm and I was like slowly inching my body into it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what you have to do or like god help you if like and this has happened to me before too i'm like i want to take a bath right i want to luxuriate a little you have to like you <laughs> i remember like dipping my foot in and being like no actually ow this really hurts a lot and then like wasting a tub full of water to get the to get the temperature right again Ugh. It's the worst. But then when once you actually get a little bit thought out, it's very, very, very nice. Yeah, it, it it can be better. I I still prefer being too cold to being too hot. Yeah. I will always take the cold over the hot. Like, yeah. You can always put more clothes on. You can always bundle up. You can you can make do. It's it's too hot. I don't like. That's yeah, I I tend to agree with that. My my problem though is it, like my problem with cold weather isn't necessarily the fact that it is like cold outside. My problem with cold weather is the fact that it being cold outside means you like means no one's going to be outside, right? Like it's not yeah. fun to be outside in in the cold. Right. And I want to I want to be out. I like I like taking walks. I like, you know, going out like and I don't know, playing like wiffle ball or yeah, but like whatever. Nine, but like, like 100 degrees plus massive humidity. No one is really no going to be outside, outside either. either. Yep. Yep. Very true. Very, very true. I would I would much I, I, I will say I probably would prefer. I think I think zero degree weather. To wait a minute. Wait a minute. Weather. I take I take it back. I remember that stupid experience that one night, but I just remembered that actually isn't the coldest I've ever been. Mm-hmm. The coldest I've ever been is actually a little bit more pertinent to this football podcast. The coldest Ooh. I can remember being now was actually when we went to the Bills Patriots game in December. Oh man. Oh man. I wore oh, like Oh man. I wore two pairs of wool socks. Mm-hmm. I wore like my thickest gloves, like my thickest jacket. By the end of that game because Paul whatever the Bills stadium is, it sucks. It it is the 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 seats are cold metal or at least or at least they were really cold. They were not good seats. They were yeah. very bad seats. By the end of that day, it may not have been my entire body that was really cold, but my feet have never been worse. The worst. My feet yep. felt like I did not feel toes. It felt like I was walking around on 
two bricks where my ankles were. Like instead, like it felt like I didn't have feet and I was just like steadily walking on like brick ankles. It was miserable. My feet did not recover for like a day. It was awful. And like, again, I had boots on and then two pairs of wool socks. And I, I still like it was too much by the end of that game. And we had been outside, to be fair. Like we got to the game at like 1030 and we tailgated. And then we left the parking lot at four. So like it was it was like six hours of being in that cold weather and my feet, they couldn't handle it anymore. They were really bad after that. It's it's I'm trying to think because there's a there was a game I went to was northwestern Michigan and it was another like very very cold day and it was rainy um and like yeah that that is one of the the colder i'm sure if like we pulled our audience like top five in terms of like the coldest you've ever been is probably in a football stadium right mm. like i i it, it's not great why does is the buffalo you you went to the game it, it was in buffalo they don't have a dome it was in right? buffalo no, they don't. Their their stadium is in a pit. Why? Why don't they have a dome in Buffalo? Because Buffalo's crazy, stupid, insane, where pretty much Buffalo's entire identity is that they can handle the cold weather. Like, like Buffalo doesn't have bullshit. an identity outside being sports losers and enjoying the cold. Fucking like that, that, that is Buffalo's identity. It seems like most of the places that actually need domes, like the most iconic domes I can think of, right, are all in the southern United States, right? And when I think of cities that could really use a dome, like like Buffalo, like Denver, like Chicago, like what the hell? What the hell? You guys are the ones getting, well, I mean, I guess we do want snow games though, right? Snow games are good. So, so that's, that's weird, but yeah, I, 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 that's, I never thought about that before. There's a disconnect between the need for a dome and, and the cities that actually have them. Hmm. There are a lot. Well, I mean, I guess Detroit has a dome. Minnesota's got a dome. That's true. That's true. Green Bay doesn't have a dome. No, no. I mean, Pittsburgh Chicago doesn't, have, doesn't a dome. have a dome. Pittsburgh, New England doesn't have a dome. Yeah, and and you know, most of the like places where you get nor'easters, like you don't. Yeah, New York doesn't have a dome. You don't have domes. We need snow games. Snow we, games, th- are- but that's the thing. We do need snow games. There's there's got to be a like maybe you keep the dome closed when it's cold, but not snowing mm. maybe i don't maybe don't know i don't know how to fix this problem or artificial snow I, every game is a snow game yeah just just make lots lots and lots of fake snow should we talk about actual sports yeah let's talk about Sam. let's talk about football because in in a few short days there is going to be the most exciting we have been talking about this actually 
for a while and and been building up to it. And I know you guys cannot wait for the first game of uh, the uh, the Alliance. I'm trying to remember the name of this bullshit. The Alliance yeah. of American Alliance Football. Of American Football. It is. It does not roll off the tongue. Nope. They they definitely need a better league name. Yep. The uh, kickoff is at the Alamo Dome, uh, Saturday, February 9th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on CBS. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. CBS. Okay. Like, I, I think NFL, what maybe it wasn't, some sports network is actually going to be uh, broadcasting a couple of their games this year, too. Yeah. Nice. Like, football. Football is going to be, we're not going to be lost of it. And... We're going to get to see a, an entire new season, which is great because this season's over, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. might as well. Yeah. Like, just I hope you're all hyped for this because I'm hyped. Yeah. I am definitely hyped. The I, I Obviously, we don't know how good this slate is because we don't know how good these teams are going to be because it is it is the first season of this new fucking football league. Um, but the just so if you have already picked your team or if you live in a city where there is a team... Uh, the lineup is uh, for Saturday the 9th is we have the Fleet versus the San Diego Command. I'm sorry, the San Diego Fleet versus the San Antonio Commanders. Uh, the Atlanta Legends are taking on the Orlando Apollos. The Memphis Express versus the Birmingham Iron. Uh, the Salt Lake Stallions versus the Arizona Hotshots. Uh, and actually, that one is Sunday. The Memphis. Uh, the Memphis, uh, Birmingham, and Salt Lake, Arizona games are both on uh, Sunday. They're, that's odd that they're kind of, except for the San Diego-San Antonio game, they're all kind of regional matchups, right? Like Memphis and Birmingham pretty close together. Salt Lake City and Arizona, I mean, kind of. You could make the argument for American Southwest. How many games are in this season? In this season, like, I didn't look I that think up. It's, like, I how think, long is a season? I think it is an, at like an eight. No, it's not. I'm sorry. It's a ten week season, uh, with the championship game happening on the 27th. Um, I think they're going to be. It's just going to be a semifinal. I think there are two playoff games and then a championship game. It seems like. It makes sense with a league this small. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There are what eight teams. Yeah, eight yeah. teams. So yeah, you can't you can't have a big playoff with eight teams. Mm-hmm. You basically have to let what four teams in. Yep, yep, pretty much. Ideally, though, the if the season's a success, they they can expand. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd like it. I'd enjoy it. I could use a team all the way out here. That's fair. Yeah. Have friggin' be great. Get 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 yourself a get yourself a Sam, Portland football team. Outside of the Alliance of American Football, mm-hmm. something else happened today, which is just incredible. Uh huh. The New York Knicks are so stupid. I can't believe I yo. So I was on Twitter earlier, and I was just looking at like the trending hashtags. I just looked over. Yeah, it's it is still. Oh my god. Okay, so you want? I'm gonna trends for me right now. Are Knicks, Porzingis, Kristaps, Dallas, Mavs, Mavericks, Luca, Dirk, Dr. Mario. 
It's incredible. All of these are, all of these except for Dr. Mario are related to this Kristaps Porzingis trade. I can't believe it. Porzingis. Like, it. what's amazing is an hour before the trade happens, we we get a report that like, oh, Porzingis is kind of unhappy in New York. And I was uh-huh. like, well, well, yeah, he, he realized what team he plays for. Right. And then... An hour after that, it's like, holy shit. It's over. Yeah, now he's out. Like, the Mavericks just went, like, in for the unicorn. Like, this is great. It's also terrible. Because the West is just more stacked with talent than it's ever been. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't. (sighs) But, and that was the thing. Like, I always thought. Porzingis was just going to stay on the Knicks and like, cause they, they've been, I mean, obviously the Knicks are stupid and run very horribly, but that they was arguably the have like, one of the worst owners in all sports leagues. Like that's James uh, yeah. Dolan. That's super true. Yeah. I mean, like one of those things, like if we, we had, I believe, was it two years ago where we did the bracket where we did like the worst owners? God. And yeah. I yeah. Think, I think Dan Snyder won. Oh because yeah, for sure, for sure. It had to. Have been. Who else would it have been? Kraft? No. Nah. Yeah. No, no. I it, I think in terms of the worst owners, like Dan Snyder was always the he's he's the winner. He is the, the, the worst. The owner. winner of that isn't really that interesting. It's like you know number two through number five that you're interested in, right? So like, yeah. But I'd God. have to go back and see if I can find that episode. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I wonder who we how came long up ago with. that was. I don't know. I remember Jim Ursay made a run. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Because like literally, he al- like he almost killed folks. So yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I'm gonna have to refine that episode. But yeah, James Dolan is like Dan Snyder of basketball. Yeah, yeah. It's it's disgusting. So bad. the Knicks are a trash fire. It's very depressing. I don't care, though. I, I I don't root for the Knicks, but I don't know. Part of me wants to see the Knicks do well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel I, like I feel like that's a team where basketball is better when the Knicks are good. That's yeah, that's very true. I I also like can't. I mean, I don't know. You don't hate any Knicks fans, right? Knicks fans are generally fine. They're like Mets fans. I don't know. Michael Rappaport's a Knicks fan. OK, yeah, but that's not. You can't I I don't think you can point to Michael Rappaport as a cross-section of Knicks fans the same way you can point to like Mark Wahlberg as a Red Sox or a Patriots fan, right? I don't think That's fair. You know, I for some reason and maybe it's just kind of my prejudices, my sports prejudices, but that doesn't like that doesn't scan to me as much, you know? Anyway, that's crazy. That that's a crazy trade. The the sports, the, the deadspin crazy. The deadspin headline is just dear god what the hell happened over here. <laughs> and then fucking and then fucking all this shit with Anthony Davis because he was like, yeah, I, I'd like to be traded, please. 
And now he like apparently that's broke the a only thing people NBA were talking rules. about for like the past week in ter- in basketball spheres is holy shit what mm-hmm. what where's Anthony Davis gonna end up mm-hmm. is he gonna be a warrior is he gonna be a Laker mm-hmm. what's gonna happen and then it's like the Knicks are like no 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 these are too many headlines about a team no one cares about we have to now let's have make to, some real headlay we have to let's, nuke let's, ourselves let's do this wow just That's fucking just wild incredible. It's it's well it's and what the what Deadspin said was true. It's like literally, this dude is like injured, right? He's he's repairing his ACL, and he wants to like that. That's it. The Knicks have a good young core, and so like how hard, like how hard must that have been for them to fuck up, right? Like. Because he's he's also like never been I don't know man, Kristaps Porzingis has never struck me as someone who's like who wants to really like make demands. He strikes me as more of like a, a goofball who just wants to fucking play for the Knicks. I don't know. Yeah, I don't wild. know. Wild, fucking I just wild. Don't I? It's hilarious. Sports Schadenfreude. Mm-hmm. But anyway, since we we really only have like. These two weeks of off season before real football starts up again. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, we kind of because of our sickness and whatever happened around the holidays, we didn't really get to talk about the year and recap and yeah. stuff like that, and do like pop culture garbage. And you know, why don't why don't we talk some pop culture garbage? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was what was like the best movies you saw last year? Oh God. Well, so. Like, in 2018, I fucking loved Black Panther so much. So fucking much. I know it's, like, not a... Not a super hot take or whatever. But one that one that might be, it's an older movie. Have you seen The Little Hours? No. Okay. It's on Netflix. And what The Little Hours is, is... The best way I can describe it is Aubrey Plaza like read a book oh was that like the witch movie kind of yeah but don't it's the, not it's like not really like it's oh not, so i i remember a trailer where it's like aubrey Proz is like dressed kind of like a witch that's all yeah, i remember yeah she's she it's well it takes place in a monastery and the whole like the way oh, this happens okay. is aubrey plaza like read this book this like old sexy like book written in the middle ages or something i don't fucking know uh and she like read it and she called up all her friends and was like hey you guys want to make a hilarious movie out of this so it's got like john c Riley in it fred armison uh dave franco is in it molly shannon is in it uh oh my god i'm forgetting so many other amazing like people who are in the movie but it is so fucking funny and so good and I, I I don't know. I will I will highly recommend that as as a very good experience if you want to just fucking like sit down. This isn't even a movie like to like have a few beers and talk with friends over it. It's like like yeah, if you want to have a few drinks, like enjoy yourself, but like nah, you're going to you're going to want to watch the fuck out of this movie cuz it's great. Cause they all just like they're all they're not talking in period, like 
accents or parlance. Like, everyone's, like, saying, like, fuck you, and I hate you, like, I hate your... Aubrey Plaza goes on so many tirades. It's it's wonderful, and I love it. It's a very good movie. Everyone should watch it and appreciate it. What was your favorite movie this year? Um, it's... It's hard to tell. I, I had a good year for horror. I watched a lot of horror mm-hmm, movies this mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. But I actually think the movie I, I... I'll explain, like, my horror... Like, my two favorite horror films the past year later. But I, I do want to give a massive shout-out to... Probably the first time I've been genuinely invested and loved a superhero movie in a long time mm-hmm. with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, God. How could I forget about that movie? I lo- That is that my favorite movie, movie I watched all year. Was, a- absolutely. I'm sorry. That, I'm going to let you go, but I have to. That that movie, I went, I saw the trailer for it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go watch this as an artist because simply the uh-huh. art looks amazing. I wasn't expecting really anything else. I was expecting a fairly lame routine basic origin kind of kitty story but mm-hmm. i just wanted to see the artwork in motion yeah and then i went in and the characters were outstanding it was funny as hell and it was beautiful and i actually gave a shit about spider-man about superheroes in a way that none of the marvel movies none of the dc movies have made me care since probably like the spider-man 2 Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I think it's the best Spider-Man movie, and it's probably one of my favorite superhero movies. Period. Like it is everything that the critics say it is. And if you like, if you're one of those people that disregards animated movies because they're for children, one fuck you. Yeah. Two, go see it. It's worth it. I it I, was absolutely fabulous. I saw it in theaters twice, and I did cry both times. Like, that is, I don't know if that tells you anything, but it's it's just so, the movie is so fucking good. It is visually, it, visually, it's my favorite movie I've ever seen. Like, from a visual perspective, that is my favorite movie I have ever seen. From an animated movie perspective, it was one of the most creative, like, just every single shot was just so creative. It was unbelievable that... A, a studio signed off on this yeah on something this ambitiously creative because uh-huh. this this is the kind of thing you see in like little specialty like student films or like really specialty like maybe in like a like a commercial piece for something in like an art like this is not something you see this is not the kind of artistry and creativity you see in a big film like this like mm-hmm. this this blew me away like the 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 final scene the climax takes place in a location where things are happening that were way more surreal and fascinating than anything i saw in like inception or doctor strange like the visuals were just like the colors the way everything moved the way everything was like shaded the way it would like panel and use the sort of like comic format and the way it would use like speech bubbles and stuff like it was unbelievable how visually creative this movie was you could feel how much fun the artists had working on it coming through the screen and i loved it it was probably my favorite movie of the year so so fucking good it makes me excited because there's gonna be a sequel right like there's gonna be a sequel i'm so excited for that i'm also like something that i am first of all fucking cowards not nominating it for 
a best picture, right? Like, if it doesn't you. win best animated photo, if they give like best animated picture to like Incredibles two, I'm I'm gonna fucking flip my shit. Well, okay, so it was a good year though for. I mean, I haven't seen any of the other ones, but they got like Incredibles two got good reviews. I hear uh, it was Ralph fine. The internet it, was good, you know, but like it he, was also fine. It was definitely a case. I, like I saw the other movies, and like. I saw Incredibles 2, and I didn't care. Like, it, it was too late for me to care. If sure. that movie had come out 10 years ago, I probably would have liked it more. Uh-huh. But it was like a direct sequel to like the original. Oh, and I just, yeah. They waited too long. Too the, much the time world and by. superhero movies and everything has changed so much since that movie first came out that it just didn't feel as fresh or as interesting or as fascinating, like... I didn't I didn't care as much as I did when it when the original happened that, and like that it's definitely because of how long they waited to come that out does with it. and the suck. story just didn't make up for it. Well cuz cuz they had to have started that movie like when The Incredibles 1 was released, right? And in that span of time Marvel came in and just like took a big dump all over every, well not I mean I love the Marvel movies, but like they they kind of redefined what what superhero movies look like on the screen now. Yeah. And and you can't... Which is one of the reasons why I love Spider-Verse, because it right. broke that. Right, exactly. It, it, exactly. It, like, I've, I, I loved Marvel movies when they came out, and every subsequent movie I've cared less and mm-hmm. less and less, to the point where, like, the last three that I've seen... I, I think I just watched Ant-Man and the Wasp for the first time mm-hmm. on Netflix the other day, and I didn't care for it at all that's a shame i heard it was pretty good i didn't it quick aside it has like 10 different plots going on and no no. main plot so it it feels like an entire movie made up of like little b plots and none of the plots get like their own appropriate amount of time to breathe or focus Mm -hmm. and i just didn't give a fuck i like the original ant-man but this one i just did not give a fuck and that's that's kind of just how it's gone down the way. I've just gone from these are really fun to eh, all right. Like I'm entertained, but I don't really want to pay for it anymore mm-hmm. to, Oh, I like, I'm going to watch this on Netflix when I'm bored and need something in the background. Right. Like, I just don't care about Marvel anymore. What used to feel fresh has lost its luster to me. And that's one of the reasons why I love spider verse because it, it, chucked that out the window and did its own thing in its own way and it was so refreshing and wonderful and like all the emotional beats felt earned it didn't do the marvel thing where it undercut good hearty drama moments with a little quip yeah yeah it, it let which things is a hang. major problem the marvel movies are very unwilling to commit to the serious moments uh-huh. in them and spider-man wasn't spider-man committed to the serious moments when it had to and god i I loved it i i loved that movie so much the so the thing that i love most about spider-verse is pretty much the fact that like it it fucking critics loved it It, it's not just like us this isn't gonna go down as like oh a cult film that wasn't appreciated in its time like this should in like a few years have changed the game for what studios view as like i think what animated movies can be i'm afraid it won't i'm afraid it's going to be wow that was a really cool neat movie but it didn't 
blow the doors off the uh, the box office. Like it did well enough, and they'll make another one. Well, but, but it didn't. It didn't. It wasn't a phenomenon like Black Panther was. Or true. Like true. something like that. It was just a really good animated movie, which is partially because a lot of people disregard animated movies because yeah. they're stupid and yeah. they're just like oh they're for children because some of them have minions in it <laughs> it's no it, i i have a feeling this is not going to be a trendsetter it's going to be a beautiful experiment that somehow made it past the all this industry bullshit it's going to be a beautiful flower that bloomed in your garden and none of the other flowers will match it I... that's what i think it's going to be I'm I'm the only reason I'm I'm a little bit more optimistic, I guess, about it is that it was like it did beat out Hotel Transylvania 2 apparently for Sony Pictures uh animation's highest grossing film. Um, That's good. Which I just learned today. So like, I don't know, man. I I think I don't know. I think that as if bad nothing, as Sony well, is, they've released two of my favorite animated movies of all time. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? They're Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I haven't seen it. Is, is it really that good? It's a it's a Lord and Miller movie. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. If if you guys don't, like, one of the, like, I went, we went, I was in animation school, I think senior year when that movie came out, and... That was a point where we were just go. Me and my friend group was just going to every single animated movie because we felt like it was research just as much as it was. We loved the the uh, medium, and we all went into that movie expecting it to be average. And we spent our entire senior year watching that movie over. I've seen that movie more often than any other movie in my life. Legitimately, I have I have looked at every single frame of that animated flick because. The animators and everything were just packing these little details into the background of every shot. And the writing is snappy and fun. And there's like these, just like these little bits. Like there's one scene right at the beginning where like this thing is happening right across the screen. And you wouldn't catch it on like the first 10 watches. But when you're like studying it frame by frame, you see that they took like a character who's in like a different scene later on and you just see him having a heart attack in the background, like faintly out of focus. And it's just like these tiny little details. And it's so good. I would it's I think it's on Netflix. So you should definitely watch Cloudy with a Chance. I should check it out. Yeah, it's like 90 minutes. It's a Lord and Miller movie. It's perfect. I am. I'm I'm stoked for the Lego movie, too. That was, yo, so, oh my god, no no spoilers for Spider-Verse, but what I'll say is on a second viewing, you notice some things, so when they go to, like, when they go from the Times Square dimension uh, in each dimension, uh... Did you see the Clone High reference? I did, that's what I was about to bring up, is there's, like, you'll probably see, they spend a lot of time, like, looking at, uh... So there's uh, the John. Mul- they do an ad for uh, for the John Mulaney and Nick Kroll Broadway show, which is great. Uh, they have a fake movie starring Seth Rogen where he's a jockey. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, if you look real close, there's a there's a Clone High reference. There's like a Clone High movie that's coming out, which is is great because. We're just like, is this episode just going to be both of us fanboying over those two guys and like how they're just 
really Lord and Miller are my good. two favorite people in Hollywood. Yeah. I there's nothing they've made that I haven't loved. Uh-huh. When yeah. we when Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs came out, that introduced me to them. We went home and we like looked up the directors and we found out they did Clone High, so we rewatched Clone High. And then they did the Lego movie. I was there day one for Lego movie because oh shit, it's those guys. God, it's and, so like good. everything. It was so they, good. They, then they did the two Jump Streets. They seem wait, they did the Jump Street at... movies. Yeah, you didn't know that either. No, no, I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, and I'm like, I wanted to. My brother fucking. That, that's loves the thing. It. They. It seems like they're very good at taking properties that no one thinks they should like be turn into a good property like Mm -hmm. when you first heard oh they're making a lego movie your first thought isn't oh that's gonna be good when you hear oh they're making a 21 jump street reboot you're not you're not thinking oh that's gonna be good yeah exactly when you you hear they're like making a cloudy with a chance of meatballs animated adaptation you're not thinking oh that's gonna be good they're they're somehow good at taking these properties that lesser directors would just make generic garbage for and turning it into something that's genuinely special. And that's one of the reasons why I fucking hate Solo. Because we got robbed mm. of probably the only two people yeah. that could have made that movie worth watching. Well, so I've heard good that Like, I don't know. I'm excited. I haven't seen it yet. I'm excited to see it pretty much as, like, the Fast and the Furious Star Wars edition. I'm not expecting, like, super great things. But I, I am expecting that. And I don't think I'll be disappointed. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, right? Like, it could have been so much better. <sighs> so much better. Mm-hmm. So much better. Anyway, we've we've praised enough of uh, Spider-Verse and stuff. I did want to mention my two favorite horror movies. I saw a lot, oh, right. of, lot of horror movies. Um, my The first one I saw that really blew me away and this might be a case where it just hit all the right notes for me personally Mm -hmm. was the ritual on netflix which if you haven't watched it is essentially about a bunch of dudes who go hiking in like sweden because like one of their friends died and he wanted to go hiking in sweden so they go hiking on sweden and it's kind of about their guilt about how he died and then they get lost in the woods and something's stalking them. And it just ends up being way better than I expected it to be. It mm. sounds generic, but the movie does a lot with the subtext of like grief and working through things. And the monster ended up being so much better than I expected. I, ne- I never expected to see it, but they show the monster and it is fucking weird. Like it's the best movie monster I've seen in a long time. And I'll leave it at that. But again, it's just like people lost in the woods. The cinematography is great. It was totally up my alley because I get lost in the woods. All the cinematography was just like, this is me. And the monster was totally my shit. So I would recommend that if you haven't seen it. I haven't. I'm not I'm not a huge horror movie guy. I, I want to try and get into it like a lot more. Um my girlfriend was telling me about this movie called Hereditary that is apparently really good. That was my other movie. Oh, no shit. <laughs> I, 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 wa- I watched that movie Damn. for the first time only a few days ago. I missed it in theaters. I 
wish to God I had seen it in theaters. Did it come out this I, year? I or had it like on. How old I was is working it? on. It. It is incredible. That movie is incredible. I watched the trailer and I was expecting like this art house horror flick, something mm-hmm. like Under the Skin, which is pretentious and weird. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a lot more of a straight horror flick than I was expecting it to be. And it is like, fuck. It is so tense. The music, the sound design is unbelievable. Just like, what is happening the the ending of that the, like there are some the images at the end of that movie that are just like what the fuck am I watching this is like you feel trapped when you're watching the movie like you, you feel trapped in the movie with you like you want to get Yikes. up I kept looking over my shoulder because I was home alone and I, I turned the lights off so I could get a decent experience as I was working and like I started I was just working on the comic by the end of like halfway through the movie I wasn't even working on the comic I was just glued to the screen because I felt trapped there. It was so intense. It's definitely not going to be everybody's jam. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who are the good horror movies are the jump scares. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I'm going to go see like The Nun. That's a good horror movie to me because they, they want horror to be, you know, kind of trashy and fun and stupid and yeah. not actually scary. Yeah, but I, I don't know. There's Hereditary a place for that is a movie. Too. There is, but like, Hereditary is a movie that disturbs you it you think about it like i haven't stopped thinking about it since i saw it because it 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 sticks with you and it makes an impression and like the last time i felt that fucking trapped by a movie was it follows and i think like hereditary it follows and the thing are probably my top three horror movies of all time at this point i just I really love all of them. I, I probably have to go back and think about that a little bit more because I'm probably forgetting some some great ones. Mm-hmm. But those are the ones that jump out to me that I've had an amazing experience with. I was really blown away by Hereditary. I got to see it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's on Amazon. I okay. watched it on Amazon. Yeah. I've been... Definitely recommended. This year has been a good pop culture year for me. I... um. I watched... It actually has been a fairly decent pop culture year. Yeah. Well, I mean, so specifically for me, I I kind of caught up on a lot of shit that I should have watched but never did. I'm watching Supernatural right now on Netflix. That show is the jam. I fucking love it. How far into it are you? Um, I am like a couple episodes into season four. So... Okay, stop at the end of season five. Okay, yeah. So, so, well... This isn't much of a spoiler. Hey, Dean dies a lot on the show, and you know it everybody t- fucking dies a yeah. lot. Like that's <laughs> it's almost a hilarious gimmick. But like the thing is, when the show started, like they had like the plan for like the general story arc uh-huh. ended at the end of season five, and it ends <laughs> in a very conclusive satisfying manner but then they didn't want to stop making the show so it just (laughs) apparently just kept going they have i haven't watched a single episode past season five my Mm -hmm. wife watched a little bit of season six and she was like no i should have stopped just like you did okay so that that, everything i've heard like if unless you're like super into it don't keep watching it past season five because the story that they're doing in the first five seasons ends okay very well at the end of that point. 
I hear that. I hear that it bounces back. Like I, I don't know. It might be still going because, like, I've heard. Netflix, I've heard that like, like the most recent seasons have like bounced back somewhat. But yeah. I don't feel like investing into like four seasons of mediocrity to find out if it's true. Sure. That's that. See, that's a thing. Another another show. I I watched the entirety of this year was uh, Buffy and Angel, and like. They're like definitely some like weaker seasons in both of them, but it, they always bounce back. Also, God, it's just so good, such good shows, both of them. I'm also to bring it back to like, oh, you you were you were wondering when we'd start talking about anime. Hey, it's now. I'm watching Sailor Moon, and <laughs> that show is fucking great. It's leg- legitimately hilarious, and. I don't know. I it's on Hulu uh, with like good. It's like good dubs where it's they don't change like rice balls into donuts or whatever, and they also don't because apparently there was this problem. I where, know that's that's how I judge the quality of my anime is if they change rice balls into donuts well, in I, the translation. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I remember watching watch Sailor Moon. When I was a kid, because it was on before Dragon Ball Z. Uh huh. And I don't remember anything of it. It's it's legit, really funny. I don't like, I don't remember like any of the storyline. I don't remember like I remember like the names of the characters, mm-hmm. and I remember what they looked like. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember anything at all about the plot. <laughs> it goes. It goes. So like it. it, it walks this really weird line of it being an absolute farce because sailor moon is kind of an idiot like that is the the thing is like she is not responsible she has a crush on every boy but also like she kicks ass and and takes names and like gets down to business and also like everyone around her is very capable uh so it toes that line right where it's kind of like a farce but also, it goes into, like, people, like, taking advantage of, like, teenagers and, like, preying on them in different ways. Like, oh, yeah, we're gonna make you thin in, like, 30 minutes and healthy, so give us all your money. And, like, like shit like that. It's, it's, it's like, trope-y, right? And it's, it was most of, like, people who were our age, right? Millennials. It was probably our first glimpse of like the magical girl genre but it's really interesting because sailor moon didn't start it that genre existed for a really long time and sailor moon kind of flips it all on its head because sailor moon is this kind of like very imperfect like character and it's played for jokes like she's not she doesn't save the day all that often a lot of times tuxedo mask comes in and saves the day or one of the other sailor scouts do. And she, it's just like, Oh yeah, fine. So I don't know. It's, it's fun. It's, it's, I would, I might have to go back. Cause all I remember yeah. about that show was that it was on before Dragon Ball Z. And I just had the TV on and I was at the age where the fact that they were naked when they transformed was pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I remember about sailor moon. That that goes on. I remember, like they. It was probably, like I, honestly, I didn't know jack shit about anime until I started watching Toonami for Dragon Ball Z specifically. Oh man, Toonami! That was like my only real introduction to anime. 
I think they brought that back. I ever I th- did anything with. My wife was watching, um, what is it? My Hero Academia. Such a good year. show. Such a good show. And I caught some of that and it looked pretty entertaining. It's such a good show. I love it so much. Watch all the anime. Watch My Hero Academia. It's so good. While we are talking about shows, while we're breaking up shows that we've caught caught up on that we felt like we had to watch for ourselves, um, this is going to up my nerd cred uh-huh. and lower my social standing. But uh, I watch, I'm almost all the way through Babylon 5. Ah. And Babylon 5 is super fucking good. If you're the kind of person who really likes Deep Space Nine. <laughs> All right. Because it's basically Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, without the restrictions of the Star Trek brand being stuck with it. Mm. Like, I, it's, it's very low budget. The CGI is crap, but the characters are amazing. They're very well fleshed out. The story is very well planned out and it i don't know if you're a sci-fi buff who really likes deep space nine babylon 5 is probably up your alley and it's up my alley and i really like it i'll check that out we should give we should give folks because like i don't know if anything else is going on on sunday uh we can like like parcel that day out why don't we each give folks like, obviously, I think both of our recommendation for what to do on Sunday is watch Into the Spider-Verse if you haven't yet. It is still in a whole bunch of theaters because it it's doing really well. Um, but, but like, maybe something to, to binge or, like, a movie to watch, like, say, you know, Sunday at 6 Central Time, like, 7 Eastern or something. Or, like, 5.30. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, you could you could watch any of the movies we've recommended here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Hereditary is is on, I believe, Amazon, possibly mm-hmm. Hulu. You could watch uh, either of the two fire documentaries. Which oh God, are the dueling fire documentaries! Right. So it's the kind of fun. Thing. <laughs> I I would that's say watch Little. Kind hours. of entertaining. You could watch. Um, yeah, why not watch Little Hours? If you really feel like being spooked, you could watch Hereditary. Mm-hmm. If you feel like having a good time, if you can, if there's still a theater somewhere playing Spider Verse near you, go go see it. Do that. Like check um, check now and get your ticket. I think I think there's a um, it like I personally can't stand pop music, but I hear there's going to be a Maroon Five show on television on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, but. So, like, maybe tune in for that. I don't think it's going to be very long. I think they're just doing, like, this special. No, it's... But it, it's it's not yeah. going to be a big deal. Well, but, again, well, I'm not be, a Maroon 5 be. fan, there... so maybe someone else will get a kick out of it. Well, there's there's that rumor. You heard about the rumor, right? That they're going to play a SpongeBob. That sponge... they're going to do, like, the SpongeBob song? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. They're going to do a SpongeBob song. And then that they, they... That will increase... Maroon 5's cred from 0 to 0.5. No, I, I, I'm going to, well, because I'm an idiot, I'm going to give them a whole lot more credit if they actually play Sweet Victory. I am I am going to be very, very happy about that. And my opinion on Maroon 5 will change significantly, especially like they lost a bunch of uh, credit in my book for playing this show. Um, 
when everyone else that was going to play this show kind of backed out and was like, no, assholes. Um, but if they if they do play the song from SpongeBob SquarePants, I, I will lose my shit. Well, I hope your shit is lost. Mm-hmm. That would be a good, that'd be a good Sunday if you lose your shit and that shit is lost for good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like, we have a couple weeks of off season, so Sunday is really open to whatever you want to do. Do something that makes you happy. Go yes. outside, watch movies, spend time with your loved ones. Just, you know, it, this is about you. Mm-hmm. 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 If you're if you're in the in the Midwest, the polar vortex will have left by then. It'll still be really cold, but it won't be. I mean, I think they're calling for some somewhere in the 30s or 40s. So there you go. You can go outside. It will be fine. Just take yeah. care of yourself. Take care of yourself. You know. Take take care of yourself, Sam. But don't order delivery. How can we take care of you? Oh God. Oh, that was God. bad. Wow, I've had way better segues than that. Jeez, not 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 the best one. Uh, you can you can take care of me at uh, <laughs> at Sam Grzezes's S A M G R E S Z E S E S E S on Twitter and on Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave, you can find me on Twitter at Drawplay Dave. You can find me on Facebook. At the Draw Play Comic. You can find me on Instagram at Draw Play Dave. And you can find me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on thedrawplay.com. I love you. Uh, Puppy Bowl Comics coming up. Yeah. It should be up by the time you Let's listen to this. It's going to be the best. And take care of yourselves this weekend, folks. Do something that makes you happy.